in the um, mission statement that you have for Revelation Resistance, one of the things that I really appreciate in the mission statements is you talk about the desire to destroy earthly mindsets. Now, we know about the low-hanging fruit, like the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Hey, I'm going to go out and make a million dollars and have a trophy wife and drive a you know, really cool car. That's, that's really not what God's intending us to, to do. That's kind of the obvious ones. Can you talk to us about some of the earthly mindsets that you've seen kind of creep into the church that disguise themselves as being Christian? We, we've obviously, you know, talked about that a few minutes ago, you know, being, being comfortable, wanting to be comfortable, um, wanting to do, you know, what grandpa's grandpa's grandpa did. And there's so many different things, you know, and I think it just basically comes down to us as individuals in our own personal walks with God. As a Christian, you know, and, and you guys kind of talked about that earlier, God is going to challenge us. We're not, as long as we're growing and we're moving and we're, we're pushing forward in Christ, we're consistently and constantly going to continue to be challenged. You know, it'd be awesome. And I think there are times of rest and, and, and relaxation and stuff like that. And, but we're going to be challenged in our faith in, uh, taking that next step for God, uh, you know, stepping out and, you know, stepping out of who you think you are. And that is an earthly mindset. We've got, you know, so many different things going on in the world today. We have so much mental sickness and different things and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm not downplaying medicines or, you know, that's a whole different five other podcasts with mm-hmm. all that stuff. But, you know, God can help you break out of a lot of things. I mean, he's helped me. I mean, when I, when I first had rededicated my life to God and stuff, man, I mean, I was mentally in shambles and, uh, you know, God's helped me overcome a lot of things and, Glenn, you know, if you've listened to you've listened to the podcast, I'm still dealing with a lot of yes. a lot of different things. But God is helping me through this, and I think you know when you can earthly mindsets is religion. It is thinking you know there is a system that Satan has set up in this world that that tells you you know all these different things, all these lies and stuff like that. And basically, you know, that's what Revelation Resistance. It has a lot to do with trying to unearth these lies, help you to see that it is a lie and that, you know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to cling to that. You don't have to cling to, well, alcoholism is running in my family for 20 years and it has in my family, but God helped me break that chain. Well, that's one of the things that I really appreciate about listening to your podcasts. And I really believe that this is what the power is in it is that. You're sharing what you've learned that week with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's the same for Dan and I because we take a break in between each, each podcast, couple, couple days, you know, maybe a week, maybe a month sometimes so that God can work in us and, and deal with us. And man, I'll tell you what, in between each podcast, each week, crazy gets crazier. Yeah. It does. And I think it goes back to the challenge that you were talking about, Stacey. And Dan, you talked about this in, in the podcast that we had with Steve about evil in the world, how it's going from glory to glory. 
it's kind of like playing Super Mario Brothers, where you get through one level. It starts out easy, then then it gets harder, then you get to the next level. It starts out a little bit easier, and then as you start to progress to the next level, it gets it gets harder because that's God is challenging us so that we can grow. Well, one thing that I really like when I hear you talking is that humility. You can you can tell that when somebody says that you know I deal with stuff now I have to it's day by day it's week by week and God showed me this that makes me want to listen yes you know people get tired of the brainy self righteous Smurf you know <laughs> it's like well you know Papa Smurf always well, says, says and then you got it all figured out about every little thing that you got to do yes. there's people in Finland going like what's a Smurf you know I don't know if they know what actually a Smurf I think is. the Smurfs live in Finland okay the Smurfs <laughs> live in Finland you heard it Glenn and I have a similar past a lot of religion a lot of weird doctrine things that we had to come away from and it really jaded me for a long time and you as well yeah. against a, if I hear somebody that's got all the answers and they're Mr. Smart person and want to do some mind control technique on me to get me to join their group think I don't want any part of it no, thank but you. when I hear somebody with that just the beautiful humility and I think see that's true you can really see that like even like with the apostle Paul and as he went in his walk he was a mess Physically, he was broken down. He was weak. He was this. He's trying to ride in the dark, you know, in some dungeon. And it looked like everything was falling apart. But that humility and that closeness and that reliance and that putting down of the worldly mindset. Yeah. Here's one of the interesting things about Paul is when he starts his first couple of epistles, he's like, I, Paul, the chief of the apostles. Well, then as you get further along in the epistles he wrote later, he's like, I, Paul, chief of the sinners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that is a progression. And that is a progression. And that, that's maybe why Mario gets harder. Mario harder gets harder and, and, and harder and harder. Hmm. So, Stacy, one of the things that really caught my eye about Revelation Resistance was your logo. I, I want to talk about that for a minute. You use an owl, and I that really drew me because, as you know, we use the raven yeah. over here, and there's a lot of misconceptions about ravens. As a matter of fact, over on the uh, uh, stereo shelf here in the studio, I've got my raven on top of a skull. A lot of misconceptions about that, but to me it's very poetic, especially what I've gone through in, in my life with my skull and ravens assisting me during that. Can you tell us about the owl, What? why you chose the owl? Yeah, uh, that... That was a, you know, I had, it's been like two or three years ago. And I mean, the, the Lord was just showing me little pieces at a time. And initially when I picked the owl, you know, I was like, you know, well, biblically this means, you know, this is a, a symbol of desolation. You know, Isaiah, he talks several times about owls and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, warning the Israelites, you know, man, if y'all don't straighten up that, there's going to be owls hanging out in your cities where people used to be, you know, and, and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, cool. This is the, uh, I love it. Yeah. It's going to be the harbinger of your desolation if you don't change. But really, I mean, initially <laughs> as it grew and, you know, ended up superimposing the, the owl over a compass, what I really see from it now is the owl is more to me, the owl is the wisdom of God. It's superimposed over a compass, which is what we use to find our way in this life. And with the owl representing God's wisdom, um, we don't need a compass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if we, if we, you know, will, uh, you know, listen to what God's trying to say to us each day. When Dan and I started using the Raven as our, uh, logo, 
we got quite a few followers on Instagram and Facebook that were, that were witches. Yeah. And I think there was a little bit of confusion where, where we were at. Um, did you have any of the same, same response to your logo when you used the owl? I have not, but I have a friend and he has a Wiccan. He's a pastor or whatever, you know, he has a friend that's a Wiccan that he talks to and, um, they conversate back and forth with each other. And he's like asking me about the owl. And, uh, you know, when I drew the owl, it ended up having, you know, in its hair, like maybe a crescent moon, you know, on the, uh-huh. on the head of it and stuff. And he was asking me about it. And I was like, no, nah, he kind of was, you know, saying the same thing as you, you know, no, nah, I, I haven't had, haven't had any, anything like that. Okay. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Probably, probably it's cool. You know? <laughs> I was so excited when we got Lithos Cry and Get Real on, on Instagram we put it up and I have to admit it was my sons who taught me how to do hashtags because I am hashtag illiterate. So yeah. I started hashtagging all sorts of stuff, uh, heavy metal, power metal, everything like that. And the next morning I wake up, I'm like, Oh cool. We got followers. And I looked, I was like, wait a minute. They are all Satanists or, or witches. I was like, and really God dealt with me with that. And it's like, you know what? Those are the people that we love in, Need to reach out to anyway. So, yep. hey, that, that works. And there are probably a whole lot of people, a whole demographic that actually responded to the worldly mindsets that dominate much of the church. Yeah. People know nonsense when it's not power, when it's smiley preacher telling you how to get rich, yeah. telling you, hey, send in a hundred bucks and I'll send you a prayer cloth or, or some nonsense. When they see that, I think it encourages them to go in that direction because they're like, no, they want what is real. Yeah. And that's the one thing that as I was hearing, Stacy, when you were talking and I was thinking about just how you were being ministered to. You were underneath the preaching of the word at your church, and there was a lot of things going on, and, and God began moving on you, of how precious the drawing of the Spirit of God is. Yes. And the whole point of what we're talking about, if you're in Finland and you don't believe in God, you're in Ireland, you're in wherever you're at, you're like, what in the world are these people talking about? Like, God is real, okay? Yeah. What we're excited about is that if you would be open... Just to be like, well, this creation got here somehow, okay? And you just have that opportunity that God could actually move upon your heart. And that's what we've all three experienced, you know? And it hadn't been easy, man. I've been confused and in the desert and had a whole lot of things going on. But the thing that keeps coming back to me over and over again when I get refreshed in the things of the Lord is that we're not alone. The, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God is, is real and he wants to interact with us. And the enemy hates that truth, you know? You know, Dan, that. Dan just I said that, that. We're, we're not alone. The title of today's podcast is We're Not Alone Black Friday Edition. So oh, wow. <laughs> look, look See, at that. Look at that. Yep. Glenn is the, the linear guy that takes notes and I'm more, <laughs> I'm more like jazz, just, just, just like roll, improv. Just, just roll with so it. that's, that's, that's nice. But yeah, no, that's exciting. Yeah. And the last time I checked, uh, God created both the owl and the raven. So yeah, I are, think they're his. <laughs> they belong to him, and you know we're reclaiming them. So let's talk about let's talk about heavy metal, yes. Stacey, just for a minute. And this is the other thing that attracted me to your ministry is that you have some of the similar uh, musical tastes that uh, Dan and I have in, in metal, and you see that as a vehicle of ministry. Yeah. When you found yourself being drawn to heavy metal in your walk with Christ, did you ever struggle mentally with? 
the belief, the worldly mindset that heavy metal is just from the devil and that if you're a Christian, you can't listen to it? I, I did struggle with that, and I actually I have a little bit to say on, on this question. Um, I, I'm 48 years old. I come from the traditional Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, Pantera vein of metal. And uh, whenever I first rededicated my life to God, we had a great relationship, and I still listen to metal. Once I got into well, once I got into church and mm-hmm. got snatched up, and I allowed myself to become religiously zealous, I threw all that stuff away, and I went through some events in my life, and God had me rethink <laughs> my stance with Him, and um, ultimately disciple was you know one of the bands that initially you know i heard this guy and i'm like man this guy's like really hardcore talking about god you know it's the, you know this 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 is legit you know I'm, I'm feeling the spirit in it and stuff and yeah i really struggled with that and you know i got in the band you know tourniquet eternal decision i'm more of a traditional metal guy i finally i'm just gonna be honest with you uh, me and God went back and forth and back and forth about this, and God's, you know, telling me, "Hey, man, it's fine." And I'm like, "God, please mm-hmm. <laughs> give me, give me something," you know, because <laughs> I did grow up in the traditional backwoods Baptist church, Southern Baptist, and um, you know, I had been taught that you know all this stuff was bad my whole life, and I'm like, "Okay, God, you're telling me something's good that I've been told is bad my whole life," and uh, God's like. I was riding home and God just spoke it into my heart. And, you know, I, I've said it on my podcast. And I'm going to say it on your podcast. You can think I'm crazy, but God spoke it into my heart. He said, nothing, nothing that I've ever made is bad. And I'm like, okay. So I start really looking in the, in the Bible about it and stuff. And God's speaking to me, man. And he, you know, the, Satan has never made anything. Absolutely. <laughs> he just tries to take and seize God's creation and make it evil yes so i'm like okay man this makes total sense even metal guitars any kind of musical instrument anything if you're using it for the for the glory of god that's all that matters music inherently by itself is a tool in a neutral position until we choose to take it up and choose what we want to do yeah yeah Oh, That's that is stuff. that is so refreshing, you know. Because even even in the walk that Dan and I have, and I, I I'm going to be honest with everybody, I'm going to get real. There are times that I still struggle with it because uh, it's so ingrained in our minds that oh, this is this is bad, this is evil. Stay away from it. I was terrified by the guys on TBN back in the '80s uh, with the album cover displays of, of metal and yeah some of that was was very occultic but that got in my mind that oh i have to stay away from that and we've even talked about it on past podcasts when you know the first time i heard ozzy osbourne i was like that's all there is to this he's talking about being on a crazy train and his life out of control i was like i feel that way you know <laughs> yeah. I, I can i can i can relate to that yeah, it was a heart cry there was a heart cry and we've said it before. Now you see it in a Toyota car commercial. So oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go with that. So from what I gather is that uh, looking at uh, your, your musical interest, there, there's a lot of interest in metal cores. Am I right with that, Stacey? Or, and, yeah. And can you explain to our listeners that may not be educated in metal core what, what metal core is? What makes that a different subgenre of, of heavy metal? 
Well, metalcore actually, you know, started happening in the mid to late nineties. And, uh, a lot of different bands were coming around living sacrifice, which is one of my favorite Christian bands. They've been around forever. They started off sounding like Slayer, then went to something that sounded like cannibal corpse and ultimately reemerged with this new sound. And, I'm going to credit Living Sacrifice for initiating a lot of the metalcore music that you hear today, because when they come out with Reborn and followed that album up with um, Flat, it's, oh shoot, I can't remember the name of it right now, but I had Flatline and some other stuff on it. They were like initiating something, doing something really different. And a lot of bands ultimately followed suit in, in that genre and stuff, but one thing, I'm going to be honest with you, um, I had a hard time in the transition from bands like Tourniquet and Eternal Decision, you know, who sounded more like traditional Metallica and Megadeth and, you know, stuff like that or Pantera into the metalcore genre. But once I seen, you know, what was happening and, and that God was moving and that, you know, something big was really happening in, in some of these metalcore bands, um, yeah, man, it's just, it, it just became, something that I, that I love and there's just a lot of guys it's very pop it's been very popular and and there's a lot of guys just really saying a lot of awesome radical things like what we're talking about here today um empowered by god and the holy spirit you know so so yeah man i just i, I really latched onto that and i it's it's probably one of my still one of my favorite genres of metal today. Stacy, uh, in the on the October twentieth edition of Revelation Resistance podcast, you said something that kind of caught my ear, and was wondering if you could kind of expand upon it for us a little bit. You said right now that Christian metal is at a very interesting place. Uh, what did you mean by that? There's been bands, you know, like Striper. You know, you've got all these other, you know, eternal decision. You've got tourniquet. Uh, those guys are kind of still bouncing around somewhere. And then, you know, you've got all these different bands and, you know, some of them, it seems like, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way. You're constantly, you know, some little band will pop up and they've been around for quite a while. And you're like, Oh, it's a, you know, maybe it's a Christian band or, you know, something like that. Metalcore had a huge explosion back probably starting somewhere around 2010 and it exploded it got huge i mean and there was a lot of bands you know some of them were you know a little bit more militant than others and stuff like that well a lot of you know some of those have chilled out and some of them are no longer christian bands and some of them are still you know carrying a torch or whatever you know but when i say it's a weird place it's like you remember back i don't know how old you guys are but i went through the hair metal days and uh you know right at the end of hair metal you know you had this explosion of trickster you know uh these metal guys riding around on dirt bikes with makeup on and you know just had this explosion of of hair metal bands and you know what it it went out in a second. It was gone. And, and, and see, and then what happened? Everybody was so burnt out. Seattle, Allison Chains, Pearl Jam, different kind of bands kind of rose to the surface. And, you know, I really like metalcore. Once, you know, it's like, once you get an acquired taste for something, you know, it's like, and I'm kind of saying, where's it going? You know, 
like Metallica lasted, you do have bands in metalcore. You know, August Burns Red is a metalcore band that I believe that, you know, if they could stand the test of time, that they'd still be around and still be going hard. They are still going pretty hard. And uh, I would like to say, and some people may disagree with me, but August Burns Red right now is the Metallica of metalcore as far as, you know, being somebody who is, you know, making it through standing the test of time and uh you know metallica's as relevant today as they were in 1990 i think that departure from that glam metal went from some sort of uh just worldly mindset of like let me put on makeup let me it's all sex drugs rock and roll it's all hey what do the agents want to do how many units are we selling blah 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 and then that collapsed into a more genuine i remember when jeremy the video oh, from pearl man. jam hit yep. it was a tragic story but it moved the heart you were hearing eddie eddie vetter from pearl jam at the beginning he would sing behind his hair yeah. because he was so like he couldn't bring out what was going on d- deep in his heart and it's one of my favorite bands and then when he actually got out there and you have chris cornell and audio slave and and sound sound garden rather and back in the day stone temple pilots all of them and it was like but it was a people interpreted it as angry i think somber maybe a better way of saying it but it was more real because life is rough the universe is chaotic. Things don't go well. It's a very messed up place. There's heartache all over with brief interruptions of sunshine, you know? So it's like the prosperity preachers, the, 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 um, feel good preachers, they're the glam metal. <laughs> you know, they really are. They got like six, yes. six rhinestone yes. studded belts, you know, and, and, um, their hair all teased out. I was actually on Twitter yesterday and on Twitter they had this, uh, account that was showing awkward glam metal oh. vintage photos. Oh, they were hilarious. That was some hair. They had to really work on it, but it was embarrassing. And like you said, it went out. People looked at it and said, this is completely superficial and frivolous. Yeah. And it was thrown on the heap. And I can't wait. I think people are tiring of a lot of what is on the airwaves that claims to be Christianity. And they want to hear more genuine. And I think the Lord is moving through a lot of unseemly rocks. Yeah. Because the other people are glamming it out, you know? One of the things that we're very thankful for is the logo that you drew for us. Yes. I'm still amazed. It was awesome. And it's really caught a lot of eyes and... uh, our likes on Instagram have gone up since we've used it, so so thank you. Can you tell us a little bit um, how God inspired you to do that? Because the real the real story behind that is is that was a major component of what the original book cover for Stones That Cry was going to look like. But my son Sam, he just couldn't he couldn't draw that. That was not something within his capabilities. And then when you sent it to me, I was like, oh wow, this is what we were going to go with with the book and. I was just amazed. Can can you share that a little bit? I want to hear that story. We've been friends and been going back and forth, you know, on Instagram. That's my big spot for peoples and stuff like that is Instagram. You know, seeing you guys and, you know, listening to your podcast. I mean, I love, I love you guys. I mean, I love what you're doing. I mean, it's been a blessing in my life for sure and stuff. And I mean, God, God was just like, hey, man, see. You know, I didn't want to offend you guys because of the because of the picture that you already had. But I mean, I felt like the Lord was like, "Hey, man, ask him if they would like for you to draw them a uh, a logo." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And you know, I hit you up, and he was like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." So, anyways, the you know, I had read 
uh, somewhere, and I don't know on what where it was at, but you had said something about where the raven and the dove can come together. And, uh, you know, I had that concept in my mind from the beginning. And uh, I, initially, I wanted to draw the raven kind of sheltering the dove. And I thought, nah, that's kind of crazy, man. But it ended up being, you know, like the raven flying down and the dove flying up and, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know why, you know, I prayed about it a lot when I did it, but I ended up putting an olive branch in each one of them's mouths and stuff like that. And, you know, here we are. <laughs> so, so, you know, that it's, it's really cool that, you know, the Lord worked it out like that. I mean, I'm just grateful that I could, you know, be a part of, of that. Thank you so much. No, I was not offended at all because our original logo with the Raven on the, uh, on the cemetery stone, the cross cemetery stone was what you call royalty free stock footage. Uh, that, oh. <laughs> that I yeah, okay. so yeah. I was like, okay, I got to start somewhere, you know, yeah. uh, because it's not like Dan and I were like, this has been a progressive thing for us and we're still building the ministry that God's called us to here. It's not like, okay, well, I got all these components together to start this great ministry now. Uh, just ask my wife. I'll be like, hey, I'm going to write a book today. She's like, what? Hey, we're going to do the Get Real podcast. What? And just kind of like, what in the world is going on here? It's just like one thing, yeah. one thing after another. It's been one step at a time. And I think that's about all we can, can handle. And that's really the way God works is it's, it's kind of slow. And that's really a test to, you know, I believe how God really does work things is slowly, slowly building things so that there's a foundation. Yeah. One person at a time because it's him ministering through us to individual people at just the right time. Yeah. And you're usually left feeling like a moron. I feel like a moron most of the time that I do this. That may be for other reasons. No, <laughs> no I'm joking. No, but no, seriously, you know what I mean I is do. that with all that going on, not being able to make some grandiose effort. Not being able to just, oh, have it professional from day one. Not that we don't want to be that. We do, but we have life. I mean, we're, uh -huh. it's like pig on roller skates, you yeah. know, what we're trying to do. And, but when you make a feeble thing or it feels feeble or, and you come together and somebody lends a hand and helps. And then all of a sudden you hear a testimony of how somebody gets ministered to and you feel like, whoa, I, I felt, I didn't feel like that was me. And, and that's a safe, good place to be in, I think. And that's where I want to stay. And Stacy, really for us, you've been a gift from the Lord and what you've provided us. And if you want to buy a prayer cloth for $195. <laughs> We can hook you up. Yes. And anybody who's uh, really short on buying Christmas gifts and doesn't know what to get, go ahead and get the prayer cloth for $190 <laughs> uh, from, from Dan. Stacey, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners that, that's really burning on your heart today? Yeah. I mean, real quick, I'd, I'd just like to say that, you know, no matter who you are, where you're at, God loves you. We love you. And God is an awesome God. And, you know, if you're a Christian and you're struggling, you know, with where to be, what to do, just just chill out, sit back, and and let God speak to your heart. It's like they were saying, you know, earlier about, you know, taking steps and stuff like that. I mean, I feel the same way you guys do. I mean, I'm kind of just trying to say yes to God and saying yes to God. Um, you know, it's kind of like what you were saying earlier about, um, life can be and is tough and it's not easy being a Christian, but it's a whole lot better 
since I've decided to move with God and try to say yes, it's been so much better than when I was not saying yes. Brother, thank you so, yeah. so much. Stacy, in honor of you and Metalcore, uh, we're going we're gonna to play a little Metalcore. i got a band that I want to introduce to everybody. Their name is Brotherhood. Very appropriate for today. Yeah. Because we've got three brothers in the Lord right here. This is from their debut EP, Brotherhood. These guys are out of Maryland, and they are actually, they were introduced to us by a friend of ours, a mutual friend of Dan and I. Uh, they have re-recorded and remastered this song for the Get Real podcast. The, the title of it's Disappointment. I want to read the lyrics because a lot of our listeners might not be able to follow along. So I'm going to do a little metalcore interpretation here <laughs> for, for them. So, and this is what I like about this song is that it's it's just honest and it's real. And it, to me, it sounds like a David Wilkerson sermon. Huh. You okay. know, it really sounds like that. The, the title of the song is Disappointment. It's, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what have we become? We are created in your own image, but that image must be distorted, like a 3D movie without the glasses, a disgusting mockery of what you had in mind. God bless America, but why can't we return the favor? We the people, we the children, we the sinners, we need you now more than ever before. You come in glorious anger and beautiful fury. I love that. Yeah, that's that's, that's poetic, man. Um, it is, is it any more than we deserve? Lord, I pray your mercy is as great as my transgressions. That sounds like E.M. Bounds praying that or A.W. Tozer praying that. Only then can I truly be washed of this earthly filth. I've bathed myself in how, how do you even recognize us now? Yes, I live in the land of the free. Yes, I live in the home of the brave. And I wouldn't have it any other way. But I wait for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to reach down his scarred hands and welcome me home. The trumpets will sound. The angels will sing when our King, our Savior, comes to rescue me. I like the way that it's written in the progression goes from the personal to the national and to, to the eternal. Realm. It does. You know, it's, it's very well it written. It does. This is Brotherhood. You can... Listen to this song, uh, download it, go get their stuff, brotherhoodband.bandcamp.com. They are our uh, November featured artists on our new Lithos Cry website, lithoscry.com. So brotherhood.band.bandcamp.com, here is Disappointment.
Right, that was Brotherhood with Disappointment. They are out of Bel Air, Maryland. Check them out at brotherhood.bandcamp.com. Buy their stuff and make great Christmas presents. Uh, some downloaded music from them. And they are our featured artist for November. And they've even uh, agreed to an interview in the future oh, as well. Nice. So we're going to get to talk to those guys. They're, they're really neat guys. I reached out to them and I had a response back from them within like 20 minutes. So... Something I want to bring up real quick is we love listener feedback. And, Dan, we have actually gotten listener feedback. We have listeners. We have listeners. <laughs> so we're not, just talking to the, we're not just talking to the wall anymore. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Dan, uh, you said, hey, if anybody has any songs that they want to share with us that uh, they believe God's speaking through, to send them to us. And we have a listener. His name is Eric. And he sent us, it's not metal. But God, he believes God's speaking through it. I took a listen to it, and you took a listen to it a little bit. 21 Pilots. Some of the songs that they have coming out, some of the songs that I listened to, uh, the first one is really obvious what's going on. Heavy, Dirty Soul. Can hmm. you save my heavy, dirty soul? Hmm. The one that really caught me was Holding On To You. This song is just totally, eternally focused. There's actually more truth and honesty in this song, Holding On To You by 21 Pilots, that I find in most contemporary Christian music that's out on the market today. Oh, that, that is so true. And I have to hold back sometimes during our program not to bash certain elements that are in the whole praise market right. and things. But uh, I mean, there is some genuine praise in the praise market. Oh, and, wonderful you know, things. And it, but there's some things that are like, yeah, yeah I, I, I got it. I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go sit in the corner and let you know. <laughs> You know what I like about 21 Pilots is that, yeah, they have commercial success and that's not really a gauge of, you know, a lot of times you can say, well, they're commercially successful. So they sold out. These guys are breaking the rules. Yeah. You yeah. Know, their sound is totally unique. God's moving through. And Dan, you said this. And can you talk about this a little bit more that really God's moving through people who are just seeking truth? It doesn't matter. Absolutely. It's it's the same thing what we were talking about, like from cheesy preachers glam metal, something that's not real, and then the resonance and sincerity. I heard a salesman, a trainer one day, he said, you know what? The best salesmanship is sincerity. You can feign it. You can manipulate it. You can do trickery. But when you come honest, humble, and sincere, or you have this true heart cry that's coming through the music, okay? No matter who you are, I believe that God could communicate through those people, and he does, and it, and it resonates and moves us. And if you're one of those people that are like, no, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in anything, I just believe that all this music is just random frequencies uh, mathematically put together to move our mammal instincts and affect our, our hormones, you know, it's just <laughs> like we're these uh, biological machines that are inanimate in that sense. Yeah, it's just not. Let something else resonate with you. It, it's more, um, they say that... Um, 
with the language of the spirit. M- music, music is the language of the spirit. And, and it's, it's exciting when you're able to hear these honest people. I think a mixture of honesty and passion are the voices that are being heard now. I I really do. Thank you, Eric, for letting us know that. Anybody else that's listening to us, that you have a song that's that's moved you or inspired you in some way that you can't even explain, even if it's towards darkness, even if it's towards this, we want to talk about it. We want to examine all these things because Glenn and I totally believe that the earth is the Lord's. All the music is the Lord's. It's other people using it and bending it and doing whatever they want to do. So even if your antenna's a little bent, we ain't going to hate on you, okay? You can... (laughs) You can talk about things that 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 resonate with you, and um, it's exciting. I, I see it going on all over. It's very exciting. And if you want to send us or communicate with us, we have an email address. It's lithoscry l i t h o s c r y at gmail dot com, and we do have a formal official website where you can listen to the Get Real program on it's it. It's pretty snazzy, Glenn. It is. It's it's getting there again. It's a small steps, baby steps, works in, work in progress. It's lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. And if you like the Get Real program, please share it. Make it go viral. Send it to your friends. Send it to people that you think need to hear what we're saying because they don't like heavy metal and you're just not going to take it anymore. Okay? <laughs> okay, um, glam metal. <laughs> you know what? I want to bring this up. The other day, a friend of mine calls me. I had a rough day. Some stuff went on. And and, and you get this call. Brother in the Lord calls me. He's like, hey, Dan, can you be down at the Charleston Music Hall by 645? I was like, yeah. Uh-huh. And he goes... A friend of mine wanted to go watch the baseball game, but he happened to have second row in the center, like right in front of the mic stand, okay, tickets to Johnny Lang. Okay, You sent me the videos. Oh, let me tell you something. Johnny Lang loves the Lord. Johnny Lang is on fire when that man plays and when he sings. And there's a song that really moved me. I didn't know he was a believer. Okay. I've liked Johnny Lang for years and I've listened to his music. I've listened to his music. And then one day I was working on my daughter's stereo. I'm an audio freak and I'm working on her stereo. It's like two o'clock in the morning because I'm not good at doing stuff like that, but I love it. And I, I happened to put it on shuffle and I was listening and listening and the most beautiful heart cry song about his testimony came on. I believe it's called Just a Man. Okay. And it's a slower song with Johnny Lang singing. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It's so beautiful and so sincere. Everything that what we've been talking about, but I heard his passion. But anyway, Johnny Lang and just a man, I believe that's the name of it. Look up his stuff. He's, he's dynamic. It's not metal, but it's great music. You can check us out at lithoscry.com. And you can also subscribe to the Get Real podcast now through Apple iTunes and Stitcher radio so uh using the stitcher app so you can go there check us out you can get it there we're also still on soundcloud and we've got a few more that are going to be popping up in the uh in the next few weeks and months here that's what we got for today and happy shopping yeah just elbow them in the face just get that tv get that That tv's yours (laughs) that furby that buzz light year whatever it is the toy of the year do they even have the toy of the year anymore i don't know man the whole thing you know what i I hide in my house and i use amazon (laughs) no thanks i don't want to go into walmart well happy thanksgiving we'll be back with you in just a few weeks peace out
Seasons We'll make this fun